Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I am your host, Ben White, and we have got an absolutely mammoth show for you today. It is the season finale, the season two finale, where we recap run through and break down wrestlemania and then we reveal who is crowned champion of the season two wrestling predict cast at the top of that table in contention is my first co-host it's joe how are you joe how are you feeling about your chances yeah i'm good mate i'm 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 feeling good about my chances amongst the three of us for sure i had a i had a mild moment of peril there when you when you started talking about season two as a whole and i thought you were going to ask us to recap the last year i'm not, I'm not i don't think i could do that and i've literally got it written down in front of me i mean i've written down the wrestlemania card and that was only a week ago so i wouldn't i'm not i'm not backing anyone to be able to do that don't worry about it i feel like the wrestlemania card when we go through it is going to be you know like have you ever done the thing where you try and name all 20 Premier League clubs and you definitely won't be able to remember them all? It's the WrestleMania card is 100% like that. I'll be looking out for your faces for when I mention certain matches and, and one of you goes, what? I, I like you accidentally skip past it and skip through it. So that could, that could have happened. Um, so if we're talking about who's fighting for the championship right at the top, defending his reign, we've got to talk about the person who's making his debut season, his first year. He's been called up from NXT and he's on the main roster. And he's just fighting to see whether he's going to be able to stay on for a year. It's Luke. How do you fancy your chances not finishing last this season? Uh, I don't think it's looking good, to be honest, Ben. But, um, you know, there's always a hope. I'm not quite Sheffield United yet, I don't think. No, no perhaps not. I mean, the fact that it's between me and you as the two like <laughs> regular hosts and, and wrestling fans compared to some of the other people that were, were involved, um, that doesn't bode well, does it? So... No, I'm going to do a classic Ben line here. The wild cards have screwed me over. <laughs> and I think in this case, that might actually be true. We'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> so we've got two nights of WrestleMania to break down. But I think before we do that, um, we'll, we'll, start talking, we'll start by talking about the opening of WrestleMania night one. So it was a bit of a weird one. Now, I'm someone who skips through... Um, promos and adverts and entrances and so forth so i always like to watch the big opening video package of wrestlemania and you know see the bit that the excitement so it was great to see vincent man on the ramp and him do his welcome to wrestlemania and i'll be honest with you it's goosebumps and then the pyro and seeing the audience and i was like this is going to be a proper wrestlemania and then i did my usual i skipped through the first bit of gump and it was like oh okay still promos skipped through the next bit of gump and was oh still promos and then it was only when I saw the crawl across the screen that said rain delay. Now, I thought it lasted for about 20 minutes. It was only after I've heard since, because like I said, skip through it. It was 40 minutes they had to delay. And to be fair, it was a full-on storm. I mean, if you're, if, you're, if you're bold enough to put Samoa Joe in a poncho, there must have been a rain problem. Okay. Um, so lots of different promos, lots of stalling, lots of wrestlers being told, go out there and fill three minutes. Um, Joe, how do you think they handled it? Yeah, I thought they did. I thought they did. I thought they did pretty well, to be fair, mate. Like, what you could tell, it was a bit of a scramble. You do wonder why they didn't kind of pre-plan that a bit better than than they had. I mean, similar to you, mate. I, I, I will skip the entrances, the promos, and to be fair, some of the wrestling. 
And um, it was when it was when, <laughs> it was when the um, it was when it was the lack of wrestling that alerted me to there might be something going on here. When I was forty minutes into WrestleMania and hadn't seen any matches yet, and thought this is either a very dodgy stream or uh, <laughs> or something or something's amiss here. Um, yeah, I like see, I, I quite liked it. It's just the the unfortunate thing was they were all kind of dressed and ready in character, so you so it was the worst possible time for them to then have to do a promo. I forget who it was, but I watched. It might be New Day, and New Day were kind of dressed, you know, like they had like their like the fancy makeup on. They had their new haircuts and stuff, clearly ready for a big WrestleMania entrance, and then had to do a promo, so it kind of spoiled all that. Um, and I don't want to step on Luke's toes as um, talking about New Day's attire or anything, but um, but I, I, I quite like the scramble, and I quite like the unscripted promos, and just the comp like people like just the proof that wrestlers can actually speak without it being written down for them now you're someone who watches ironically watches a lot more of the show than me and joe do luke did you watch the the 40 minutes or did you because i i text you beforehand and said you can skip the beginning of this it's rain delayed and you will miss nothing um did you watch did you decide to to to, to stick with it for the 40 minutes of rain delay no, so actually, I, I never. So, and I haven't told you both this yet, but I signed up to the WWE Network for this. Um, nice. I'll get it on my big TV, you know, my first WrestleMania proper one. Um, you know, do it all properly. <laughs> Obviously, rain delays. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of I kind of skipped through most of that bit until the matches, really, or until the, the proper promos came in. So, I, did, I didn't watch a lot of it, apart from, like, say, Vince McMahon's initial bit and the... Um, I don't know if it was Johnny Depp or not, but it sounded like him. Do the do the promo for the for the um video. That's, thing. A, great, that's a great call. I did not. I, did, I mean, I don't think it was, but that, <laughs> that is how that is actually how it sounded. Definitely, what it was meant to be, Jack Sparrow, but it just it was definitely wasn't Johnny <laughs> no. Depp. It was. Also, it was. Did... I love that bit though. I love the WrestleMania yeah. like intro package. I, I proper. I always what like I always skip the Batlash ones and the Money in the Bank ones, got no interest in it. But the WrestleMania ones, I always get in proper into the pageantry of it because it's, it's, it's part of the experience, definitely. I think, um, I, think I, I think I said the same to you, Ben. Like, I, I, I am increasingly being a bit jaded with wrestling, but I did text you. The first thing I said about WrestleMania was like, I do, I do love a WrestleMania. Like, it, there is just something about the, there is just something about the sort of, the, the, the whole the whole package of the presentation like you know it is and, it, and and with fans as well it did make it you know it did make it a big deal i mean it was a mixed bag of actual wrestling but the the surround like the just the surrounding of it was quite quite immense it's quite a, it's quite a come down after that if that makes yeah. sense yeah returning <laughs> to the thunderdome was a struggle yeah <laughs> i think that's what I, how i felt I, I kind of wanted to get into the wrestlemania proper so I didn't want to wait and just sit for 40 minutes through promos. Yeah. Um, that, along with the fact that I had to watch about 10 hours of wrestling before this podcast, <laughs> kind of, um, yeah. But no, it was good. I um, mean... What I was going to ask is, so Drew is like a rain delay like that. Did they lengthen the show or or all the matches cut short? The, in this instance, um, they lengthened the show because of the fact that they had the rest, they had the network and they had Peacock and they had all the rest of that stuff. So because they have their own network for pretty much the way you watch it in America now, it's very, very rare to get it on a pay-per-view in America. Um, and even pay-per-view over here now, because it's much more network than it is Skybox office. They've got the freedom to go, actually, we can 
just add that 40 minutes on the on the end or whatever i mean that's also the massive benefit they had of two nights because if this had been the the, the seven hours that they had planned there's no way they could have done this and you would have easily had at least that instead of cutting time they'd have cut matches which yeah. they've done in the past they'd have just said you know we'll take this one out um and, and you look in, you look at that first night and you've got to believe it's you know I don't know where you, where you would go. It's almost. I, well, I, almost... Think do, I think they'd do it differently. But I think that what they'd do is they'd have like, for example, Seamus Matt Riddle. I think they'd have Seamus just bro kick him, like instantly, and it's like a three. You know, like make a storyline out of that and kind of cut your time back there. You're never having a tag team women's tag team scramble the same length as you are. Yeah. Um. It, like that's that's going to be six minutes for eight teams or whatever it was. So there is a benefit to the way they've done it. I mean, and and they benefited from the fact it was two nights in that sense. Um, I should say as well, mate, like, Luke, to to answer your question, they also almost never have it outside. Like, WrestleMania is, like, I think probably one of only two or three they'll have outside. And, like, they were back in Florida weather in April, and so they were unlucky. That's fair. That's fair. And and, And to be fair to them as well, it wasn't meant to storm that night. They've been told it was the sun, like the weather forecast said the Sunday. The Sunday was a the night they were really panicking for and preparing for. So they actually got a bit lucky because if out of the two nights, this was the one you delay. You know, you don't want the second night with with the bigger, arguably some of the bigger matches and the bigger biggest things to, to, to have to go long. Um, two nights, though. We had another two-night WrestleMania. Um, obviously, it was forced to be two nights last year, and that was because it wasn't in front of a crowd. This time was in front of a crowd two nights because of the uh, COVID restrictions. Um, I mean, you've never seen a WrestleMania that's not been two nights, Luke, but do you think, you know, you've seen lots of the other pay-per-views and things. Do you think this worked better as two nights? Do you think it should stay as two nights going forward? Yeah, like I said, um, I don't think I could sit through a seven-hour straight show. I mean, I suppose it doesn't matter to us too much because we watch it afterwards anyway, but I don't think I'd want to watch a pay-per-view that was seven hours long. So I think it works better from that perspective, but... If I was a fan actually going, I'd struggle because there's matches you probably want to see on both cards, on both nights. So um, I, I don't know how it works. I don't know if you get tickets for both nights or just one. But you can you can you can do either or both. I think. Yeah. So what I mean, I think WrestleMania 31, 32. I can't remember. Actually, we're at 37 now, but it was one of the mid 30s. So it might even be, it was the Becky Becky Charlotte Ronda year was when it was ridiculous when it felt like it went on forever and matches were actually being detrimental because you just, they were coming out, they were big matches, but you just thought, I don't want to, I don't just not bothered. Just get us to the end of this show. And like Luke said, we have the benefit that we can skip entrances and we can skip promos and we can skip the back backstory. Cause they always like to do a recap for the fans that I've been watching all year and, and so forth. Um, but that was a slog, particularly if you sat in that stadium. Would you? Do you think two nights, Joe? Is that what you want going forward? Well, I think that that one in particular, Ben. I think they had like a two-hour uh, pre-show as well. It was just, it was, it was legit. It was legit, like eight and a half hours if yeah. you watched it all. Which, if you're in a stadium, you're just going to get sunburnt, um, like in about an hour, and then just be riding that way for like seven hours you've got you, you've got a really you've got a really like sort of pace your beers if you're there for eight and a half hours well that's that's your day at a stadium as well so that's your you know what we have for tea tonight mum nachos like it's like that's 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 your that's your day that's you know that's Mate, not comfortable I mean, I'm not stadium really seats. Seats. if you take your mum over me to wrestlemania then i'm <laughs> <laughs> 
the boy. It's a weird one. She's really got into the podcast recently. So fair play. <laughs> I mean, like, we're doing this for three years, mate. It's fantastic. Um, anyway, to answer your question, I um, I think I think it's I think it's better two nights. I've quite, I did actually quite enjoy, weirdly, the once I realised that I had to kind of give myself to it and not try and not try and fight it. I did quite like this sort of amount of wrestling that was on this week, like, and and the way they did, like, kind of, it was either three or two hours every night for a week, which was a big ask. But I'd rather for that than it be eight hours on Sunday and trying to squeeze it in whilst also working on a Monday. Do you know what I mean? So I think it, I think it worked quite. I think it worked. I think it worked okay. I was like a, I texted you boys and said I didn't watch Raw because I think at that point I had just had enough. I, mean, I enjoyed it, but I just had enough. But I do think the kind of three hours, three and a half hours of a pay-per-view is, is, is enough. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think a real positive to it, from my perspective, is it gives you two main events. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm, I'm, well, I'm sure we'll come on to it, but like for me, actually, and I, know, I, I know we talked about this before, about, about night two being a better card. I actually enjoyed night one better. If I'm being completely honest, well, two opening matches as well. That's the other thing. Like you forget, like the opening matches of the the card. I unless I've forgotten something was Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley on night one, and then the Fiend, Randy Orton on night two. So I mean that's, I mean that's, I mean either of them could headline a pay per view in my mind, and then either the two last matches could obviously did headline WrestleMania. So fair play, you're getting you're getting you're getting quite a lot of money. You're getting quite a lot of bang for your buck. Well, let's get into it then. Let's start talking about the uh, the WrestleManias. So we won't talk about, I mean, there wasn't really much of a pre-show, but they did have some arguably WrestleMania matches on SmackDown. Um, you had the Tag Team Championship match for SmackDown, which the, um, I can't remember what they're calling themselves now, something dogs. But dirty dogs. Dirty do- is it Dirty Dogs? It is that, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it is. I, I was reluctant to say it was that. But... If not, I've just made that up. And that's yeah, well, I, I thought I couldn't remember if it was big dogs or dirty dogs. I was thinking it can't be dirty dogs, can it? Surely, but yeah, it is. So, so you, they just say you, you you do like putting a big in front of names, don't you? Oh, I do love putting a big. I do love. We'll get we'll get to Big Bad Bunny later. So uh, yeah, he's he's yeah, or not Big Bad Bunny. Hey, Luke, I, I, you I, stop interrupting Big Ben, please. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so they they made the bizarre choice of having Ziggler and uh, Rude retain there, which I thought was an absolute missed opportunity if it was meant to be a WrestleMania match. And then they had Jey Uso win the um, Andre the Giant pointless battle royale. And then they did this thing on SmackDown. I just wanted to, as a bit of a our first detour. They did this thing on SmackDown where they he ran up to the um, this week's SmackDown last Friday's, and he ran up to the the the, the um, trophy and he pointed at his name on the trophy. And I paused it to have a look at the other names on the trophies. And I've got one really significant question for you here. So are you need to know where Mojo Rowley is? No. Released, isn't it? Didn't he get released this week? Was it this week he got released? I think so. Was yeah. he one of them? Did he actually get released this week? I didn't see I his didn't, name on it. I didn't see his name released. I didn't see his name no. released. I think he might still have a, I think he might still have a WWE contract somewhere. I think he got released this week. Well, I might be wrong. Okay, we'll go. We'll, we'll go through the releases. I've got the list, so we will go through the releases later. But you know, Mojo Rawley in there obviously proved How a many, big deal so for him. Just let me let, hang on, let me gather my thoughts on this then, Ben. So the the Andre the Giant battle winners. Have you got the list there? 
Um, I could get it, but I know a lot of them off the top of my head from that list because there, there was a few, but I can get the list up for me. How so many, is there any you want how to... How many are we talking? Uh, we're talking, I think we're talking um, about six, seven, which I already you're going, I can't believe there's been six or seven people have won this thing. But yeah, we, we're talking seven. So could you name them? It's obviously look where we're Luke, going. Oh, I've given Luke, you t- Luke, look at Luke is frantically clicking off Pornhub now. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Just pausing it. Mojo Rowley. Can you name any of the others? Was Mojo Rowley won it? Mojo Rowley was one of the winners. That's why his name was on the trophy. Oh right. I I yeah, I'd I'd forgotten. Four years ago, apparently. So I'm I'm sure Cesaro won it. He did, the inaugural one. Big Show? It's the second one. Uh, Baron Corbin? It's the third one. Like, he's not oh, going to okay. be one of him. I would... I would... That's, yeah. No, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Brilliant. Um, it was brilliant or tragic. Uh, then Mojo Rowley won it. Okay. That's your fault. And then you've got... And then who won last... Is there someone won last year? Yep. No, it was year before. It wasn't won last year. Oh, yeah, of course. You couldn't have won for Toby. You couldn't have won last year. Yeah. Right. That would be... That would be... That would be insensitive. <laughs> um, who won it the year before? Can I, can I can I think about that while we while we carry on? You've got two more to think of. Oh, no, well, we've got obviously this year's Jay Uso. Yes, you got two more on top of that. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> we'll come back to it. Yeah, leave it with me. Leave it with back me. I'll think about that. So after after SmackDown WrestleMania, we then went straight into um, WrestleMania itself with the first um, match being. Drew McIntyre versus um, Bobby Lashley. And I think it was Joe that said it on our last podcast where he said, if McIntyre and Lashley opened WrestleMania on that night one, Bianca Belair's winning the title. And I think that was fair. I think we all kind of went, oh, okay, that makes sense because that's the big happy ending for for, um, WrestleMania. I was about to say spoilers then, but if this is the way you're finding out the WrestleMania results, then, you know, have a a word with yourself. Um, so Lashley versus McIntyre went um, 18 minutes, proper competitive match, um, decent storytelling in there. And I don't know about you, but I think fairly shockingly, Bobby Lashley came out with the win. Um, Joe, you had McIntyre. You've been backing McIntyre. You had him as your wild card all year, the guy you had to back. Um, did you see this coming? Did you think this was a fair result? Um yeah, so I think I think that I think probably in my mind when the when it was on first, I thought we're probably not going to get a title change here as well. Just as just as the kind of logic dictates that Bianca Belair is probably going to win the last match. If the first match on the card is that, I thought Drew McIntyre wasn't going to win. Um, I think I think I think I'm alright with it. To be honest, I think I think Drew McIntyre. Well, Drew McIntyre has definitely done me a solid this year. He's been great all all year. Um, I feel a bit sorry for him that he won the title twice in a year in front of no fans, uh, and he just and he's had a and I think he's been all right really. I think he's I, I think I think he has been a good point in a difficult year for WWE generally. Um, but having said that, I think on current form, I think Lashley's probably the one to take us forward, um, and I think it's I think yeah I think I. I I, I, I'm 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 okay with it. I like last year. I feel like he's built been built legit. I just wish there was a bit more forward planning around him because obviously 
very early on in Drew McIntyre's reign, he beat Bobby Lashley clean, didn't he, I think? And I just wish there was enough forethought that they maybe didn't... You know, if, if this was going to be the end result for WrestleMania, then keep them separate and don't have um, that fight earlier this year. But, I mean, they expect us to forget that stuff. So it's my issue, really, not theirs. Um, big WrestleMania opening match. Do you think they did enough for this opening match? Make it WrestleMania-worthy, Luke? Um, I was a bit underwhelmed by it, to be completely honest. Um, I just thought... I don't know, I was expecting more from both of them. Um, and I thought the way it ended was pretty poor. How Drew McIntyre just got distracted by MVP just like shouting at him. And then actually just then won. So I thought it was a bit, I just thought it was a bit of a poor end. I don't know, I just I was really I was really looking forward to the match. Thought it'd be really good. I was just a bit underwhelmed. Like it wasn't a bad match, I thought it was pretty solid, but I could I thought it could be better, to be honest. I liked the story in it. I liked that it was um <clears throat> McIntyre kind of taking it to Lashley over and over again and Lashley just couldn't be beat. I like that idea about it. And that's something I really liked about de- like night one's matches where they all had really solid stories in them where there was something happening in the actual match and was progressing through the match that kept you interested, which night two didn't quite have. Night two felt very, very samey across the matches, even the ones that had stipulations. But um, And then you were right. When Lashley did win, I was like with Joe, I was thinking, yeah, you know what? This is the right result. Yeah, it was. You know, um, it then took us to Raw yeah, um, we... the next night, and we end up with Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, and Drew McIntyre. And you know what? Those three came out, and I thought to myself, makes sense. All three winners from WrestleMania. That's the way it should. Sorry, obviously not Drew McIntyre, but Randy Orton and Braun Strowman, both winners from WrestleMania. Both big matches, you know, in theory. All right. Fiend's maybe not so much, and Shane McMahon's obviously not that impressive, but, you know, big WrestleMania matches. Drew McIntyre's the guy that got beat, deserves a rematch, that's his point. We'll have the triple threat at the end of the show, and I don't know about you two, but the one person I did not want winning that match was Drew McIntyre. Yeah, 100%. It just doesn't make any sense. I think, for me, for me, I thought Braun Strowman. I thought Braun Strowman, give him, that's a perfect Batlash pay-per-view, easy win for Lashley, nice kind of big monster man to defeat. And then McIntyre moves on elsewhere. Um, either you two think McIntyre's got any chance of winning uh, against Lashley? I think he's got. I think he's got. I think he's got some chance. I think they need to have a think about how they wanted to go forward. You know, they've got this thing about the WrestleMania moment and the optics of how WWE comes out of WrestleMania. But it might be that they want Drew McIntyre to be the face of WWE going forward. I don't want to. I just don't want to see it again. And I really. I, I think what really frustrated me with Raw. Um, you know, given that this is meant to be the one that's meant to be the way I get all the returns, I thought it, I easily thought there was going to be a fatal four way, and it was going to be have you know them three, and then an additional person, and that additional person was going to pique my interest, and they just did those three, and I'm sort of not really that interested. I'm not really interested in any of those three, to be honest. Braun Strowman, you're right, Ben. He's probably the best of best of a bad bunch. But, I mean, how many times we've we seen Randy Orton challenge for the title? It was about yeah. four months last year, wasn't it? Drew McIntyre, I feel like, has either had it or challenged for about four times in the last year. And then you got straight oh, All year, wasn't it? It's all year. Yeah, I just... Like, just give me something new. Give me something exciting. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I suppose the difficulty with Drew McIntyre is, like, where does he go from this now? Because, I mean, are they going to do a draft soon? Because if they do, I think he should be snapped down. Because I, I just feel like he needs something fresh and new. Because, because like, like I said a minute ago, like, 
being the champion of the year, it's, it's, it's fought most of the people. So I don't know where he goes. I think you mentioned before, Ben, he might tag team with Seamus maybe. That, I don't know if that goes down that route, but the yep. Seamus has got about now. So I don't know. No, you're absolutely bang, bang on that, mate. Do you know what would be great is if we did a swap of the titles. So did a Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley swap. That would be that would really sort a lot of stuff out really quickly. Yeah, it would. It would. It would easily do. Not, it's rather than a straight swap, that would rather than a draft, that would be perfect. That's all we right. need. That's they all do need. need. They do need a draft now, but it's too close to WrestleMania. You can't have that big an event and then a draft. The draft makes sense because it was even Corey Graves said it when he was trying to promote Backlash. He said that WrestleMania is, and it's the reason we do the, the predict cast where we do it. It's the season end. It's the end of the season. It's the, it's it's when you're meant to reset and restart. But the problem is they also have this thing in WWE where they're determined to show as many of the rematches that people want to see again from WrestleMania. Can we recreate it? So you end up with at least two or three rematches on the Wrestle, on the Raw and SmackDown afterwards. And now they've even called Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash. So, I mean, we've, we've got one match announced. You've got to believe that it could probably be Matt Riddle versus Sheamus at Backlash. Could end up being Apollo Crews versus... And Big E again at Backlash, and you end up with sorry WrestleMania Backlash. You're right, and you end up with this absolute carbon copy card that can't ever you know be close to matching what it was before. So, you know, I think a straight swap would be a perfect idea. So uh, there you go, solved it, solved it for you, solved it for you. I say, so all we need, isn't it? Just give us a bit of time with the writing staff, and we'll sort (laughs) that out. They could probably do that with some kind of loophole in the draft rules. What's the um? What's the quarterly draft invitation? I'll just bang it in there. <laughs> Loose. Definitely, definitely bang it in there. That would that would be yeah. I'd have that. Um, okay then, let's move on to the next match. I know it's the one that you're all um, absolutely desperate to talk about. It's the um, women's tag team turmoil match. It was what? Yeah, tag team turmoil. So you had Natalia and Tamina against the. Riot Squad against Lana and um, Naomi against Mandy Rose and Dana. Can't remember a second name. Um, Dana Brooke. That's it. I, for some reason, I want to say international. Like, that, 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 that ages me, doesn't it? Dana International. One Eurovision. One year. No, mm-hmm. not having that. No. Never, okay, never mind then. It doesn't just age me. It just makes makes me look like a proper geek. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so those four tag some, questionable, some questionable some questions to answer there, mate. <laughs> We're moving, we're moving swiftly on. This got 50, <laughs> this got 15 minutes, this match. Um, it felt longer. It felt a lot longer than 15 minutes, to be completely honest with you. Highlight, obviously, being Mandy Rose slipping on the um, entrance way as she came in. That was about the only highlight from this, really. Um, we all predict, uh, You guys predicted that it was going to be Lana and Naomi to win it, and they got eliminated first. I predicted it would be the right squad. They got eliminated just at the end by Natalia and Tamina. Who shame you don't get shame you don't get half mark for second place, mate, innit? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You'd have benefit. I think, I think Lana, Lana is a really awkward wrestler, isn't she? Because she's just not very good. I I think there's a lot of I think there was loads of these that were really awkward wrestlers. I think that could have been said for a lot in here. There is and I, I don't want to go into I don't want to like there, there is a not there, dwell on this, but very careful very carefully start making this statement. But there is there there there, are, there is an issue around some of the it, like some, of, there's a mixture in the women's division of some women that are very good at wrestling and some that are um, very attractive. Yes, there, there there is, and there's 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 a graph, a spectrum, and a line, 
isn't there? I know what you mean. And 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 if you look, if to be honest, it's very telling that at the moment you've got the three champions in the women's division are all fantastic wrestlers who all stood in a line in NXT this week and you know, had that same developmental picture behind them, which is the reason they did it. And you yeah. went, yeah, this makes sense. This is perfect. And we're still, we are definitely past the Divas era. We're oh, definitely away from that era. But there's still a little bit of a hangover from it in the fact that there are too many women on this roster who can't, who, who just don't belong in the biggest wrestling company in the in the world. They just don't. And you've got so many in NXT that you could bring up five people from NXT and you've instantly improved by the women's roster by double you it's 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 so much better by just bringing five people up you know and and this this kind of tag team turmoil highlighted that so much i thought it was really poor um that they've kind of swept under the carpet that there's no um women's battle royale this yeah. year they're like no, no one's really talked about that and this seemed to be the replacement for it and it was just a bit awkward wasn't it like and i mean i'm not being funny but there was like there was like boobs popping out all over the place. And, you know, like it's not, it's, you know, it, 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 that didn't showcase the women's wrestling in a very good light in my, in my mind. Like it was, it was a bit of a spectacle rather than it being like competitive, especially compared to like the main event where you go in, well, these two like strong black women are doing absolute wonders. Yeah. And then you've got the tag team turmoil where you're like, God, that is, it's quite, it's a bit, it's awkward to watch, isn't it? I'm really interested to find out where Nia Jax is on this attractive to good wrestler ratio because she's not either. This, this, it's a bold statement, and you're not wrong at all. Um, I mean, that's the weird thing. It, is, it was a massive botch fest. There were yeah. so many things you're watching going, that's, that's bad. How are you getting away with that? How is this? And what's really poor as well is um, – the reason this match made it on the card, and I don't think I'm wrong in saying this. No one's officially said this. This is the reason. The reason this match has made it on the card over the SmackDown tag team match, which was absolutely solid. Um, the reason this one's made it on the card is because they would have only had um, two women's matches otherwise. This bulked from two to four, and it involved the same wrestlers two nights to, to make that happen. That's how poor this division is. And that's the only reason this match even made it. Can I just say though, I, th- I thought I thought the match on the night two was actually quite decent between Tamina and Natalia and Nia Jackson and, Sa- and Shayna Baszler. I, like they can wrestle, that's what. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't expecting from Tamina. I thought she was actually pretty decent, to be honest. I don't know. I I think she's made to look a lot better. There's a st- there's still a lot that Tamina looks really awkward in. I mean, she's been at the company fourteen years. She should be better for 14 years worth of being at WWE, even by proxy, by osmosis, by experience, you should get better. Natalia is absolutely solid, but she's now hit her ceiling. Natalia is not getting any better, and, and she's being overtaken by loads of other people in wrestling. So that's kind of where we are with that. And I think, and we've got, we got to go to you for Joe on this one, it's not looking good for, it's not looking good for um, Shayna Baszler, is it? if this is where she's being put in a tag team turmoil match when you've been backing her as the uh, head of the women's division? Yeah, it's not ideal. I might not have her as a wild card next year. Um, I mean, if, if you also look at the other two people that come up from NXT and immediately got the cha- women's champion belts. Yeah. That's true. That's, yeah. I mean, I've, That's true. I, 
I, I will stand by the fact that, and, I, and I'm, I admit that it's not, it's looking unlikely now, but they did miss a trip with Shayna Baszler. Like, I, I fully believe that last year. Like, the, why they didn't put the belt on her when Becky Lynch um, was going off, or like, what, you know, at WrestleMania, I, I'll, I'll never know. Um, I think with Tamina, I'll go back to what Luke said, Tamina that's got a pro- problem in that they book her as, they, 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 half the time they book her as like a monster like a, a bit of a monster in terms of like size and strength and power and all that. And then they don't follow it up because then when she fights against Nia Jax, they forget all that. And then she's just a wrestler. Um, and she's not as good a wrestler as like Natalia, for example. Um, so it's, it's just, it, to be honest, I, I this was a bit embarrassing for me. And do you know what's really embarrassing is that the people that should have won the belt, they've just released both of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that, if you're talking... That, that would be the Iconics. Yeah, if you're fair. talking solid tag teams with character, entertaining, there's something in that. There's something in that. Okay, moving on. Um, so, we then had Cesaro versus Seth Rollins in um, no stipulation, no major matches, no um, major um, belts or anything online. It's just a grudge match. And Cesaro beats Seth Rollins, having swung him for what Michael Cole's tw- Michael Cole said was 23 times. Um, what people have said afterwards was 19. And also doing an absolutely mental move called the UFO, where he swung Seth Rollins on his shoulders above his head and then put his hands on his hips and kept Seth Rollins there. In It's just, give this man a world title. Luke doesn't know this, but we're going to go for beer on... Thursday this week, and I'm going to try the UFO on him. <laughs> <laughs> good, good luck. Um, uh, Zaro versus Seth Rollins, Luke. Impressed with it? Happy with it? Happy with the result? Yeah. Um, this, this like being as this never had about about on the line. This is one of my favourite matches of the whole weekend. To be honest, like, it was my top four matches. Um, yeah, I think like like I said, I mean it go like, just some of the moves that pulled out. There was one point where Seth Rollins would, like jump and span me there off the top of the rope and like do one of those frog splash things and Cesaro. I thought I just thought they were both really good. Um and like gen- like a lot of a lot of matches you watch, you get a bit bored halfway through and switch off a little bit, but this one I was just glued to it the whole time and was yeah, really really invested, even though there's nothing really on the line. So it just shows like what two excellent wrestlers can do. But yeah, really enjoyed it, thought it was the right result. And um and and now I hope um I hope it leads to a push for Cesaro to challenge the Universal Championship. Yeah, I think we'll 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 talk a little bit about Cesaro and Seth Rollins after we've talked about the main event. But I think there's definitely something something in that really. Um, anything to add, Joe, to Cesaro versus Seth Rollins? Um, I think we I, I think we called it bang on in the in the pre-show. Like Seth Rollins didn't need doesn't need this victory. Um, it made Cesaro look really good. Cesaro's mean my job's done with that one for me. I don't think there's a lot. There's a lot more to say. Really happy for him. Perfect. I thought you said we'll come back to those two when we talk about the the, the main event of night two. Um, and oh, then sorry, we... the, I do the one thing I do want to say is you the swing. It it seems to be the, the amount of seconds they count as opposed to the number of rotations. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, it was about it's about twelve rotations. About it's twenty three seconds. It was like twenty three, twenty five seconds. Yeah, it was the crowd was winding me up because they started right. The crowd started one, <laughs> two, three, four, 
five, six. I was like, no, whoa, 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 slow it down. Like, how fast do you think he's spinning this guy? You know, yeah, it was absolutely. It still baffles me that he can then stay on his feet and continue to, to wrestle after he's done that many revolutions. So, uh, no. I don't know about better, but honestly, after about four revolutions, we're both staggering around. Oh, absolutely. Oh, without, without a doubt. Yeah. Fair play. Um, then we had the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Um, the New Day defended against AJ Styles and Omos in his first ever match for WWE. And after the New Day cut the ring in half with AJ Styles, played up the fact that they were a better team, played up the fact that they could cooperate and work together. Omos got the hot tag, which is unusual for a heel team. Omos got the massive crowd pop. He walked into that ring and the New Day essentially bounced off him for three minutes and then he pinned um, the New Day and AJ Styles and Omos walked out with the Tag Team Championship belts. Joe, pleased with the match, pleased with the result? I think it's, I think it's good they're trying something different with it. <laughs> Would you, do you, no, do you no, think no, it's no. right to give it to him then or...? Uh, so I don't, so I don't, I don't mind. I gave it to. I don't like. Let's see where they go with this. I think is probably my view on it. Um, you know, not going to jump ahead, but I'm, I am going to jump ahead. Like, what really, really irritates me is when they do things like the um, Randy Orton versus Fiend. So Randy Orton, the Randy Orton win, and then the next night, it doesn't like it's irrelevant. Like, if they do something with Olmos and make him unstoppable and then have him feud with AJ Styles and make him, you know, the next big thing, great. I'm really all about that. If it's just for the purposes of a WrestleMania moment that is immediately forgettable, then don't do it. What's your thoughts, Luke? Yeah, I think I think it was the right result. And I think we said before, the whole point of this match was to put Omos over, wasn't it? Which which felt a bit of a waste of AJ Styles, but that was the whole point, is to put Omos over. So if they don't push him now, like Joe said, then it feels a bit of a waste. So they almost have to push him now, because what was the point in that otherwise? I'm still not convinced by him as a wrestler, um, but I suppose you don't really need to be when you're that size. You just can throw someone about and then pin them. So oh, it was all right. If they book him like a giant then he's, he's, he's golden. If they book him as a guy who has two moves and finishes people in minutes, then he's great. Because then what they can do is they can build an extra move in every month. And when he pulls out this extra move, people think it's the biggest thing. I mean, there is no way AJ Styles and Omos are staying as heels. They're, they are definitely going to be faces because people were so excited to see him get in the ring and so excited to see him win. And the more dominant he is, the more popular he'll become. So I think you give AJ and Omos the belts for a good three months. And you have exactly that. AJ weakens them up. Omos finishes them off. And no one can stop him because of how dominant this guy is. And as long as you don't water him down by some stupid losses, which WWE have a terrible track record for, of building these massive monsters, and then the stupidest person beats them and just ruins their, their credibility, you could really build someone who eventually becomes like a, a solid contender for Lashley in a throwaway pay-per-view. Right, not winning it, but like you build him well enough, then when we get to Elimination Chamber and you need someone to face him for a belt, then you've got someone who they've built well enough and you think he could actually go and do this here. You know, something like that. But, you know, Strowman was there at one point. They built Strowman exactly like this and he was the biggest face in the company and he was an absolute badass. 
And then he lost too many matches and completely watered him down to the point where now he's up a mid-card at best and he's never going to get into that main event again. So, you know, I think that's the way forward. You're 100% right on all of that, Ben. I have to say I'm not convinced that I'm almost is that guy. From what I've seen of him, it's, it's a, it li- like Bad Bunny is far better than him in the ring. And I think Almas has been doing this for like, what, four years? That's fair. Oh, no, he hasn't been a bad but he, he isn't the giant ninja, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was a bouncer for a while as well, so he probably wasn't playing for wrestling at that point. But well, I get your point. No, I get your point. Yeah, let's, not, let's, not, let's not even joke about that because there's another guy that we we're meant to have forgotten about in night two, so yeah, we'll that later. We, we, we certainly will. Um, you've mentioned Bad Bunny. Uh, I think we'll move on to um, that match as the next, the next, uh, the next one. Um, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest against The Miz and John Morrison. So um, The Miz and John Morrison came out. Now, I don't know about you, Joe. Um, Like I said, I know Luke's not been watching it for as long as me and you have. But one of the things I love about WrestleMania are the entrances. All right? So some of the ones I remember. Obviously, Undertaker always had fantastic entrances. John Cena got all his replicas saluting him to the ring. Um, you've had people coming from the sky, you've had zip lining in, you've had all sorts of different entrances, some absolutely incredible ones. Rusev came in on a tank mm-hmm. at one WrestleMania that was incredible. We didn't really have much of that this year at all. I think the Fiend got a really kind of decent entrance, as you'd expect him to. Um, Miz and Morrison came out with loads of bunnies. Mm. And the coolest entrance, I think, was reserved for Bad Bunny, who came in and it looked really good came in on that on that lorry at the top with the fireworks following him i thought that was brilliant and i was a little bit like don't give the biggest moment to the guy who's not even a wrestler so i was a bit good about that i don't know about how you uh, but I, no i i just i disagree completely i think he's the biggest probably the biggest star um at wrestlemania to be honest i think like if you're talking about like who is the casual person tuning in to watch wrestler i think it is bad bunny so i think that's why they did it I was really confused by the Bad Bunny thing. The Bunny thing, though. Because like, when they came out, I thought, is this Bad Bunny's entrance? Because <laughs> even, even the commentators yeah. were a bit confused, weren't they? Because I, I was listening to them going, okay, those bunnies coming out. And they were like, oh, these are Bad Bunnies. And I was like, okay, so is this Bad Bunny's entrance? But it's not. It was uh, Hop, Hop. Something, something. I can't. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to relive that. that, right, that, that instantly, yeah. instantly forgettable. But yeah, I thought. Yeah, to be honest, I thought Bad Bunny's. Um, so I think I think he's one of two, the top two ever, uh, celebrity wrestling matches. I, I'm going to go one ahead and say he is the best celebrity to come in and wrestle in a WWE match, without a doubt. So it depends, depends on the classification of Pat McAfee. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he did better than Pat McAfee. Mm, I'm not sure about that, but I think I, I think he's close. He, I, no, yeah, absolutely. It's between those two. Without a shadow of a doubt, it's between those two. But I think more was expected from him on a bigger stage, and he pulled out moves that were more impressive than what Pat McAfee didn't do. That many moves. He did a lot of jumping around. He did a lot of kind of flips off turnbuckles and things like that. Pat McAfee didn't actually do as impressive moves as Bad Bunny did. And but I think you've got to have quite a lot of balls to go and do a singles match. That's the yeah. exact for me. That's fair. I'll give you that. All right, I'll give you that. But then, have, to, have but to be honest minutes. with you, which is another point here, Bad Bunny essentially did a singles match. Yeah, Damian Priest was barely in this. 
So I don't know. I mean, what what do you think, Luke? What was your your view on Bad Bunny versus Miz and Morrison? Um, yeah, I think like you said, I actually thought when Damian Priest got in, that kind of, that's kind of when the match ramped up a little bit, and I thought it got pretty decent. Then I I've, re- I've been quite impressed with Damian Priest recently. I think it was only about six months ago we said he's going nowhere in NXT, and now he's like on 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 the main roster, and I think he's doing a pretty good job. Um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I thought it was a decent match. Like you say, the entrance for Miz and Morrison was just shocking. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was all right. Just served a purpose. Um, how did you feel, Joe, when Bad Bunny pulled out a Canadian Destroyer? Some, a move I haven't seen in WWE ever, I don't think. I think it was banned. Was it banned for a while? I it's thought like, it was. Too. Very on the pile driver. Like, so, do you know what a pile driver is, Luke? No, I don't, I don't know what the Canadian Destroyer is either. Okay. Yeah. Well, Canadian, like... Canadian Destroyer was the flip that it was like a flip move that Bad Bunny did to to um, on the outside Morrison on the outside that they replayed replayed about twenty times because it's massively impressive for a for a, for a new wrestler to do that move. Basically, WWE don't do anything which could result in like if you get it wrong a bit could result in like some serious injury. They basically they basically shy away from anything. So like you know like how they yeah you know, I mean you must you must know like about the chair shots they're never taken to the head anymore because yeah. of the you know the issues and that can cause or they do things they do basically ban moves that could do think damage to the neck so and they did for a while ban Stefan's his stomp and like things like that so the pile driver is definitely one the Canadian destroyer I thought was one as well yeah me too uh, until Bad Bunny just bangs it out which I think was I think that was probably the kind of reaction of the Miz was meant to like he looked really shocked at that and I think that was a bit I think that was trying to play to the people that know Yes, or if that makes sense, that you yeah. know the, the insider people can go, well, that is shocking, um, as a moment, um, and the people that don't know can go, well, Bad Bunny's just done a move, that's shocking. Um, it's I, a good-looking move, though. That's the I, thing about the Canadian Destroyer; is it oh, looks brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's very. I mean, that is a move I would not want to be taking. Um, See, I was thinking that too because you look back at it. Morrison does all the work. Oh, hundred percent. So I think he's. I think that's where there's a bit of safety in it because it's actually, if you look at it, not to get into the intricacies of a move, it's not a good Canadian destroyer in the fact that Morrison is nowhere near the ground. But you don't want him to be. It's no. you know, it, it's his neck is nowhere near the ground. Where if you look at a AEW who are throwing out Canadian destroyers as just frigging transition moves in their matches at the minute, they're done a lot more close to what you'd expect it to be. So I think. For this, you know, WrestleMania, Bad Bunny, I'm, I, I was impressed with with what he pulled out, to be honest with you. What's good about it as well is you can just do it once or twice and then, depending on, yeah, and film it from 10 different angles, whatever your best angle is to make it look legit, use that. Doesn't like, doesn't need, doesn't do anything to overthink it. Like, you know, if you're coming into it and going, blooming out, Bad Bunny, that's a bit of an unrealistic Canadian destroyer. Well, what's ruined WrestleMania for me? Then you need to get along. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> It's true. You do need to get more on. Um, so I feel you asked me a question about how I felt about the match about sort of five minutes ago uh, before we got into Canadian Destroyer chat. Um, I was I, I thought it was really good. To be fair, I think it was all it needed to be. Was this the was this the uh, penultimate match of the this night? This was the match. I have skipped a match. It's only because we started talking about Bad Bunny that I did. So we will go back to Strowman versus Shane McMahon. But this was the penultimate yeah. match of the night. I think it was. I think it was a good. I think it was a good. Um, Bringing people on, bringing people up the curve, excitement, make all made sense. Really happy with what um, Bad Bunny did. Thought it was good. You know, 
take your view, Ben. We can we can toss a coin between him and Pat McAfee. But what what a what a good debut. Um, just really just thought it was. I mean, and Miz and Miz and Morrison do a solid job as well. I was surprised because we didn't pick we we picked a singles match, didn't we, when we did our predictions? Yeah. yeah so we picked it when when yeah. we did the results. It was uh, Bad Bunny versus the Miz initially. Well, I always thought this was going to be a tag team because it just makes more it just makes more, more sense because you know especially on WrestleMania, it's all right. It may you know you can make an argument about Pat McAfee on NXT Takeover. It's not as big a, it's not as big as event as the WrestleMania, and if Bad Bunny gets a stinger five minutes into the match you can't then carry on for, you know you're not expecting to carry on for 20 minutes are you do you know what I mean so um I enjoyed it I think it was I think it was I think it was fine Bad Bunny was much better than I expected him to be um the only question I have on the topic is did you did you see the second night Bad Bunny tour advert? yes yes was that the end of it then was that so when Triple H went to him and went you've done all you need to do in WWE here's a briefcase Go and ride your lorry, and then yeah. tour advert. That was that was that was that was for me. That was him saying, "You're done now. Off you go." Because I would have, I could have easily missed that. Like it was quite random, wasn't it? Because but Babbley's been on every Raw for three months. It's it's an example of how to do celeb. If you're going to have a celebrity come and wrestle, this is what they should do. You should, WD should go, if we're going to have you here and we're going to pay you a ridiculous amount of money, which you will have, and, and we will reap the benefits because they have, because a ridiculous amount of people have bought Bad Bunny merch and have been watching it and all the rest of it. And he won a Grammy in the interim, which can't have hurt. But you have to say to him, look, you are going to get to a point that we would expect a basic NXT star to get to. You're going to have to get to proper wrestle fitness because, you know, we've seen celebrities in these matches before. We've seen the, like, the worst of it. You know, and it's embarrassing and it's watched through your fingers. And it's if this had gone badly, it would have actually deflated everything before the main event. So they had to have had some proper faith that Bad Bunny was going to pull something off here. And I, I, it was it was one of those things right? you started watching it going, oh, he can, he can go here. This is all right. And then the more you watched it, it was actually the more impressive it was that he could do this. Um, for me, though, the, I think the only thing coming out of it is I just don't I don't think Damian Priest looked that great. I, I, I kind of don't quite agree with what Luke said. I think this, I think, it, I, I don't think he's got much more to go. I don't know where else he's going from here. It didn't feel like he was built to come out of this challenging for something else. And then, so I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure where we're going with Damian Priest. I don't think he looked too good coming out of this match, but we will see. What do you, can I ask Luke what he thinks about Damian Priest's ring gear? I like, I like the purple. It looks good. It looks good on him. Yeah. Right, we'll come back to more ring gear chat, I'm sure, as we move on. So, what I did, I did skip a match. Um, I skipped Braun Strowman in a cage against Shane McMahon. And this went exactly as we predicted it would go. Braun Strowman versus Shane. There was a lot of running away. There was a lot of beating each other up. There was a lot of kind of brawling, rather natural wrestling. Um, and the two big moments um, in the match was the moment when Braun Strowman tore the cage down and pulled Shane McMahon back in after Shane McMahon waved at Braun Strowman. And then the second part was Shane McMahon taking his customary WrestleMania bump off the top of the cage into the ring, which I thought was quite tame for a Shane McMahon bump compared to what we've seen before and what they, what they usually show in his little highlight packages. Um, for me, this did a job. This was, wasn't anywhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was actually entertaining on for the exact amount of time it needed to be on for and made Strowman look strong enough 
a bit of a monster and Shane did all the work he had to do. Um, agree, Luke? What do you think? Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing. I had really low, really low expectations, but ended up quite enjoying it, to be honest. Um, and I think, like you said a minute ago, I particularly enjoyed it when he ripped the cage apart um, and pulled him through. But yeah, like, yeah, nothing more to say, really. Yeah, I thought it was all right. Joe, any 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 big pearls of wisdom on this one? Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was. I had very low expectations, and I thought it met them. To be honest, it wasn't for me. I could. I flipped. I flipped through this match and was just waiting to see Shane fall off something. I knew that they'd be re- replaying it for a minute, so I could just flick through, and then eventually I'd see the replay of him falling off something. Um, it, I just my my biggest issue on and I, I, my biggest I, I have got some there are some matches on WrestleMania that I've, I found really good we'll, we'll come on to this wasn't one of them and I think my my frustration about the the cage matches the weird like sort of well your whole body and hands and arms and legs are all over the side but you can't fall to the ground without someone haul like just I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not gonna be an AW like uh sick fan but like it is just a it, like I, I just feel like there's better booking available than that. Like just don't just don't let Shane McMahon dangle over the edge and just all he has to do is lower his body to the ground and he wins. Like just stop doing that. It really, really like takes me out of it. Yeah. I know what you mean that 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 we're beyond that logic. It's it's ladder it's ladder match logic as well, isn't it? It's it's yeah, that I'm same watching. logic of just just you know you take this a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just don't like just don't forget how to climb a ladder like in a ladder match like that should be that if you if you're worried that you are going to forget just just train on that alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's left leg and now it's right leg. I'm going upwards. Yeah, good. I've got this ladder nailed. Definitely climb at least five ladders before you enter a ladder match. That week, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And also, learn how to position it under the belts. Yeah. And learn how to move your arm towards the belt, not just flap (laughs) at it. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. That was was our lessons on ladder matches uh, by the Wrestling Predictcast. Next next episode, it'll be Elimination Chamber. Right then. um, I think we'll move on. Luke has a handle of chain, mate. So we got to the main event, main event of night one, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Um, I think the magnitude of this was really clear when they just took 30 seconds to a minute to, to pause on Bianca and Sasha facing each other. And neither of them, like all face, heel, everything fell out of the way. Bianca Belair was holding back tears. Sasha Banks just had a big grin on her face to say, yeah, we've made it. This is it. This is the event. And then the minute the bell properly rang, this match was amazing. This match just delivered and it told an absolutely solid story of Bianca Belair cannot be defeated. It had the the, the hair pulling, Sasha Banks went full heel. Um, it had that one moment which, you know, was enough to make you wince the moment that Bianca Belair whipped her hair across Sasha Banks' stomach and you and you heard that crack. Whether sound effects were added or a thigh was slapped or what, I don't know, but it was a, it was an impressive hit. Um, and she definitely had a massive red mark on her on her belly. Absolutely, yeah. There was there was the, the hit was real. If the sound wasn't, I don't know, but like, yeah, definitely. Um, so, and then obviously it ends with Bianca Belair um, pinning Sasha Banks and becoming the um, SmackDown Women's Champion in uh, 
and all the pyro and motion and everything that goes with it. Um, this was this this has to be one of the matches that you thought was impressive, Joe, right? Yeah, I'm I'm cynical um, on the tear teary moment to say, like I I I think that was a very emotional moment. Really, um, could have overwhelmed them. There's just a little part of me that's seen Bianca uh, do a lot of tears. Um, so I am increasingly cynical on that. Just don't, just you know, less is more with the tears, perhaps sometimes. But the match itself was was absolutely superb. I think it probably, um, it probably was. It, it was just. It was just a. It was just a great moment between. Like, like I say, like I said earlier, like having two black women headline in WrestleMania, like what, a, what, a, you know, being really cynical, what great optics for WWE, being really positive, what, how much they deserve that. Um, the 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 only negative I can think was it, perhaps the build was a bit lackluster um, at times, but actually the match really over delivered. I thought, um, you know, imagine if that was if imagine if that had the build of Bailey versus. Sasha Banks earlier in the year, that would have been absolutely out of this world. But yeah, I was, yeah, absolutely, absolutely spot on. Really, 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 really um, got me excited for WrestleMania night two, that match. In in, in amongst a mixed bag of a pay-per-view in terms of the match quality. That's fair. Is there, it, it, you've got, got to imagine, Luke, that that was a, a worthy main event as opposed to Drew McIntyre versus Lashley. That was that was the right call, yeah? Yeah, 100% for me. That was night and day compared to their match. Like I said earlier, where I expected more from McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, and I was a bit disappointed. Like Joe just said, these, these delivered more, I think. And to be honest, this is probably, this is probably my, my match of the weekend. Um, up there with the second main event, which we'll talk about in a bit, but... Yeah, this is probably my favourite moment um, of the whole weekend, yeah. So not much more to say, really, apart from I I really enjoyed both of their outfits. So Bianca Belair, right, and, you know, it started well and ended well. So she came out with all those things hanging off her and um, thought she looked great. And then I I quite quite like Sasha Banks' new look as well with the green hair and a bit of a new attire. So, yeah, it started well. But, um, yeah, it was good. Not much more to say, really, apart from, you know, just echoing what Joe was saying about, you know, two black women headlining the main event special moment. It's good. I am all for you leaning directly into this Luke, Luke, Luke attire section on the wrestling predictcast. <laughs> I want to, I want you leaning directly into that. Cause I'm all for it now. What started off as a casual gag is now a full on section of this podcast. I'm for it. If we, we will work out a, 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 a sting for you, a bit of a musical number to introduce it. We'll go for it. So um, it's, it's a big part of it. Absolutely. It's um, the main part of anything. <laughs> it's better than the prediction quality. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to that later. Boxing fans, you don't want dull stats. You don't want so-called experts. You want a boxing podcast by fans for the fans. You want From the Canvas, a boxing podcast you'd make with your boxing mates but don't have to because we have From the Canvas. Download or stream wherever you get your podcasts. It looks like we we might be going for Bailey, Bianca, Sasha at Backlash. Is that the right call? We we that that seems to be, you know, they're all angrily kind of involving themselves in the same segments. Would we be happy for that as a as a main event of Backlash? Joe. Uh, 
Yeah. I think I like yeah, I think I would. Um I th- yeah, I've, yeah, I haven't got very much to say on that. I think I oh, think fair I enough. Yeah, if that's the I think, I, I think it's um I think it's I think my, when when I get invested in when I get invested in uh wrestling the most is when there's a really good storyline to it. So I would like them to weave in Bailey a bit more than they have done so far. Um but also with the three of them, it gives them a real opportunity to do so because, God, we just need to avoid any mention of like Reginald or going for the tag team titles or any of that absolute rubbish and just have three women that can absolutely smash wrestling wrestle. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think, I think it adds another dimension into it, doesn't it? Having a third person rather than just doing the same match again, which will be most of WrestleMania Backlash's card. So, um, yeah. Be happy with that. Would you? Would you think you could? You could make a case for Bianca Belair losing that. I, I think. I think that's where this goes. I, I think. I, I think Bianca I, is better chasing than she is holding the. Then, she, then they believe she's going to be holding the belt, and I think this is where you give it to Bailey. Because if you had anyone that was undercut by their contribution this year. It was Bailey because Bailey deserves something big this WrestleMania, considering she was women's champion for so long, held that women's division. You know, was the most impressive at some at one point was headline of 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 like SmackDown week by week by week was in one of the biggest stories of the year and was relegated to being an annoyance at WrestleMania as a way of including her. I th- I think you put the belt back on her. I do, as bad as that sounds. I I I agree. Hence, like that was the reason of the question. I I think um. I think the fact that Bailey hadn't got a match at WrestleMania got called out a bit too much for WWE's liking. I think if if that had kind of gone under the radar, I could have a hundred percent seen her and say Charlotte being a tag team and winning that turmoil match, and then you know, do you know what I mean? I think I think it became it became a thing like Bailey hasn't got a match. Like how ridiculous! Yeah, um, and, and I think that's I I honestly think that turned them off putting her in a match. Because the the bits that she did, the little weird segments with Hulk Hogan and no, oh, well, like I don't want to go, I don't want to go into Hulk Hogan because yeah, we're going to skip past that very very quickly. But I mean, well, like the fact that <coughs> the fact that the fact that she was doing that just made me think that this is a, this is a last minute inclusion of Bailey, so you must have had something better for her to do previously. I think. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not convinced they did. I I just think there was massive backlash to her not being involved, so they. They 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 put her in there, and she ended up in there. In that sense, I mean, to be honest with you, I think I don't know about you guys, and it's skipping to forward to night two, which we'll talk about in a second. But how disappointed were we when the Bella Twins came out and Becky Lynch didn't? Because let's face it, when they were building up to someone is going to interrupt this segment, I think everyone was expecting it to be Becky Lynch. And when it was the Bellas, and they came out and 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 threw Bailey down the stage, it was a bit. It was really disappointing, to be honest with you, because it just wasn't quite the big surprise, big reveal, big WrestleMania moment, I think it could have been for a returning star. So, yeah, I, I think they, they, they might earn, they might believe they owe Bailey something. So I think that might be a call for Belair to drop the belt at, at WrestleMania Backlash. Because the other thing to think about as well, before we move on, is someone's going to have to drop a belt. A belt's going to have to change at that pay-per-view. If they're going to just do rematches, they can't come back out with every single star holding the same belts. So there's got to be some sort of change, and that would be a big change going forward if, if you're going to do any of them. 
Right, we will move forward to night two. The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Um, Randy Orton, pretty solid entrance. Then The Fiend comes out. He changes from crispy to normal. And then he (laughs) ends up... Pardon? Less delicious. Yeah, well, according to you, yeah. Less less chicken. Um, And then... (laughs) He gets Jack in the Boxed out by um, Alexa Bliss, which, to be honest with you, I thought was a fairly, fairly cool entrance, to be honest. That was a WrestleMania-worthy entrance. They had a absolutely bang-average Fiend Orton match that we've seen a thousand times before. And then Alexa Bliss distracts the Fiend for Randy Orton's shock win. And then the screen went blank, as it always does, or the, the, the stadium went, went dark, and all of the stuff had disappeared. And the crowd, quite rightfully, booed that first match. Um, Luke, the Fiend versus Randy Orton. It was a shock win for Randy Orton. Is there anything, any any positives you can pull from that? Or was it as uh, fairly disastrous as it sounded? Yeah, worst match of the weekend for me. Wor- even, even worse than the women's tag team. Oh, big claim. Go yeah. on, why? Just because it was so poor, like per, like like I say, the, the entrance was brilliant. I always love the fiend entrances; they're always a spectacle, and I'd love to see one. But the match was just terrible. I thought the outcome was terrible. I thought it was just a bit too silly. How Alexa Bliss came out at the end and did all that stuff—I don't know. I just didn't just didn't enjoy it at all. The, the the best thing about this match for me was Randy Orton's white pants, rather mm. than black. It's a big change. He's, he's obviously he's obviously shopping around for WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, Joe, have you got any positives to pull from the Fiend versus Randy Orton? Yeah, same as Luke. Actually, you've got to be very confident to wear white pants. <laughs> um, no, uh, um, the 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 issue I've got with it is that the feud, the long term build of this story, compared to the match and the payoff for the match, was just so. Ridiculous. So, so was it an RKO and then a pin, or was it just a roll-up? It was an RKO, wasn't it? It's RKO. So you turn around. You got RKO when you turn around and face Randy, and then yeah. So previously to pin the fiend, you need to burn him alive. This time it's just an RKO. Um, He was distracted by Alexa Bliss and just got RKO'd um, and then pinned, and then and then that's seemingly it. So that's all right. So yep. So fiend. You know the moral of the story is burn people alive then fight them again and win. That is the problem with this, isn't it? Is that he, is, <laughs> is out of all the feuds you get, the one where a guy literally burnt someone else alive, where the heel should definitely lose, <laughs> he end up victorious. And then not only victorious, thrown straight into the title pitch the next night. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's not... It, it's, it's, it's the usual. They've, all- they've got a fantastic character that they don't know what to do with. And also the board- they got the fiend as well. <laughs> they also brought back the red light, which everyone hates. Yeah, I completely forgot about the red light. To be honest with you, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, because I was I was gutted when they kept that red lighting across it. No one's ever said anything good about that. Not for mania either. <laughs> so it was it was shocking. It was poor. Um, we'll move on. So following Randy Orton, the fiend was the. Um, follow-up to the tag team turmoil match. Um, we've already talked about that, so we'll move on. Um, and then we had Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn was accompanied by YouTube superstar J- Jake Paul? 
Logan Paul. Logan, Logan Paul. Jake Paul's the guy who, who who actually did a fight last night, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Logan Paul's this one. So Logan he Paul came fight. out. Did a fight. Did a fight. It's why you're not on from the convers from the canvas podcast. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Um, Kevin Owens defeats Sami Zayn in a fairly standard match. Um, decent nonetheless, but a fairly standard match. And at the end, Sami Zayn gets really annoyed that Logan Paul is trying to congratulate Kevin Owens. Logan Paul pushes Sami Zayn over. The crowd starts to boo Logan Paul because they don't like the fact that celebrity is getting, getting any sort of win over a, a, a WWE superstar. And then in the most predictable but fairly impressive move, Kevin Owens stunners Logan Paul. And to, to Logan Paul's credit, he took that stunner like a champ. He sold that well. Um and then Kevin Owens walks out victorious and they get a nice replayable moment from WrestleMania night two. Um, Luke, this is your first time you've seen Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. We bigged it up and bigged it up and bigged it up and told you this was going to be a really impressive match. Did it meet the expectations that me and Joe kind of gave to you? Yeah, I loved it. For, for, for me, the, the comparison for this one was the same as Seth Rollins and Cesaro on night one. Like a similar match, didn't wasn't for any belts, but it was just like two wrestlers I really enjoy watching. And put on a really great match. And like I say, to be fair to Logan Paul, because I, I, I genuinely thought he was dead at one point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty impressive stutter. Not the way they want to end WrestleMania. No. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, yeah, I loved it. Fair play. Yeah. Joe, did it meet your expectations having seen about five or six of these matches previously? Yeah, well, the good news is we haven't, we haven't seen one since. So, um, all good. Um, what 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 made what it, it was what made me laugh is just that I can just see like me and you doing this Ben right you are Kevin Owens dressed in your full body suit your shorts I'll be in my um, I'll be I'll in take my, that. I'll take Kevin Owens I'll be in just trousers like and combat jacket you'll find, out, you'll, you'll find out why you'll find out why as well later about the conspiracy um, you know it make it just it just makes perfect sense really. Um, Great match, easy build. Why we then had it again on SmackDown, I'll never know. Um, like it's easy booking for WWE, and it's just, but it, it should never. It, it's a lovely moment for the two of them to have it as a WrestleMania match. It should just not be a WrestleMania match with a week's build in my mind. No, you're right. I, I think we said this on the on on the the predict, prediction episode. This could have been a this could have been such a build. Like Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, the history. If they do that story properly, I mean, there's moments I'd forgotten. They, they did a. I was watching a, another video about um, moments in WWE, and there was the moment when it was Shane versus Kevin, and Shane threw himself off the top of Hell in the Cell, and Sami Zayn saved Kevin Owens, and Shane went through a table. There's loads of like these little Sami Zayn Kevin Owens moments that you completely forgot had happened in the build up to this because their their friendship is so ingrained in the storylines that they tell and, and everything. So. I'm not, it, it's it's that problem. We're in that WrestleMania hangover period where it's like, do we still need Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to be interacting with each other? Like, WrestleMania should be the blow-off of this. And you're right. I mean, the match was decent because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn can't not have a decent match. But you're absolutely bang on with, with SmackDown being the, the, you didn't need to see it again. Do you know what I would have done? If they really want to do this match, if they really want to do this match, just put it on Fastlane and like make that, you could, that could have headlined Fastlane and give them 30 minutes. Jobs are good. 
Okay, so after seeing um, Kevin Owens defeat Sami Zayn in a singles match, we then went on to Sheamus defeating Riddle in a singles match, this time for the United States Championship. Again, competitive match. Again, really decent. A bit of an unexpected ending when Sheamus managed to um, cut open uh, Riddle and make that end, that, that kind of finisher, that kick at the end, look much more impressive than it probably would have anyway. Um, but Sheamus pins Riddle and takes the US Championship. Now, when we predicted this, we said it kind of had a 50-50 booking. We weren't sure which way it was going. Um, do we think it was the right move to take the belt off Riddle, who's only had it for about a month, maybe, maybe a little bit longer, but take the belt off Riddle and give it to Sheamus? Uh, what do you think, Joe? Well, I'll, ask, I'll answer that question with a question. Who did I pick for this? You had to have Riddle because he's been your wild card all year. Mm. Now, I can't remember what I said about this. Um, so we all before. said 50-50 booking. We all said yeah, that no. we didn't know. <laughs> this was made for us, so I don't think we, we were very clear on who we would have picked. I, I remember Joe saying that they could give Seamus the belt just because he's had been so impressive recently. Yeah, And I'm going to stand by that now. <laughs> 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 now that I've got the 2020 of hindsight, I'm going to stand by that prediction. <laughs> Fair enough, uh, Luke. Do you see uh, Do you see Riddle winning it back anytime soon, or is that it for him in the US Championship? Do you think? I think he'll probably still be involved for a bit, but I I still believe this is Keith Lee's whenever he comes back. Um, so I so I yeah I've come around to the I, I was surprised to be honest that Seamus won it. I'm pleased he has though because I, th- I think it's been really good. Um, but it just says it like about Matt Riddle. Don't know. Bit of a strange what's, from what's, what's happening with Keith Lee? Why is he out? And if he's out for no reason, why isn't he back after WrestleMania? I think it's one of those things where I think it is a reason. I think it's a fairly serious reason because nobody's disclosing anything. So I think there is, if not medical, I don't know what else it could be, but I think there is, he's not been released and no one is mentioning it. And I've heard um, from some of the other podcasts and things I listen to um, from, from wrestling journalists and things, they say things like, they know, but they're not in a liberty to tell. So it's me a yin back yet. He's not a she either. I no, that. I mean it's difficult with retribution because they got but she disbanded, got, he, didn't they? She definitely had COVID, didn't she? She did, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's a bit of a tricky one with Keith Lee. That you can't say too much about it. I I think he would have been involved. I don't think he's out of favour. I don't think it's an Andrade situation or anything like that because you know they he he got nowhere near the the push you'd expect to then have have nothing. So I think you're right. I think if and when Keith Lee comes back, this is a place you can put him in there. Because I think, as we all agreed before, this would have been Keith Lee's belt. I don't think Riddle would have had it in the first place. I think you're absolutely right. Riddle's a weird one anyway, because I don't know how much they're behind him. They seem like they're massively behind him, but then they've taken the belt off him at WrestleMania. So I don't know whether this is now his fall or whether he's just going to be in and around that mid-card and doing jobs or whatever. I mean, he was he was in a a big story on Raw this week, took on Bobby Lashley, did the job, as you'd expect, but, you know, the fact that he went in there for a championship fight straight away, that's a that's a big move. So, Riddle's a weird one. I don't know where where, where his year's going to pan out, so it'll be interesting to see for that. Can I can I make a really random prediction for 2021? 20, on, on the wrestling predictcast? Might, might think, be a good idea. I think we're going to get a, I think we're going to get a weird tag team of R-Truth and Matt Riddle. Because they're both stupid. Because because I feel like Matt Riddle is now increasingly becoming like 
just R-Truth, but like 20 years younger. They're like the same character. Uh, yeah, there's, there's something in that. There's, there's definitely something in that. I think what I did notice when they were both on the screen together is Rob Van Dam and Riddle could have made a fantastic tag team <laughs> for a very distinct character trait. Um, so that could have been something. I mean, no one wants Rob Van Dam back in a wrestling ring. But, you know, there's, there was that tag team you could have had. Um, I don't know. Is that, do, you, do you move our truth into anything but that 24-7 title? I mean, no, you don't. I don't is, he, is that even still going? I don't, like... Yeah, it was, it was used to advertise um, Old Spice over WrestleMania week. There was, oh. a whole, there was a whole YouTube advertising campaign that no one watched. I'll skip through that. The thing is, all of the challenges have been released. That's true. That's. Well, I mean, if you if you didn't know you were in trouble when they hand you that script on Monday and go, here you go, um, you're going to be chasing our truth around the ring. That's when you ring home and go, love, just just you know, we're, we're hold, hold that shopping bill. Do you know what I mean? Make sure the bills are paid. You know, make sure those mortgage payments are going through because I'm looking for a job in the next six months. Because I mean, put we'll, the on. <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to releases. Um, following. Sheamus defeating Riddle in a singles match. We then had Apollo Crews facing Big E in a singles match. This time, a Nigerian drum fight for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Um, a couple of things here bothered me. All right. First of all, it's a Nigerian drum fight. So why would you not be banging drums as Apollo Crews comes to the ring? It's WrestleMania entrance. The one thing you do is bang a drum as he comes to the ring. Play some Nigerian drums for a Nigerian drum fight. And then, in a Nigerian drum fight, where you put Nigerian drums around the ring, what should probably be involved in the Nigerian drum fight at some point properly is some Nigerian drums. I wouldn't expect the two men to face off right at the beginning of the ring holding kendo sticks. It, it, it baffled me that. It was like there was a massive gong next to the ring at one point, and I thought, oh, which one of these two is going into the gong? And the answer was nobody. What a waste of a ridiculously bizarre stipulation. Um, what happens is Big E is pretty much does everything he can to win it. He even does the, the, the big ending. And at that point... Um, a large person who we last saw in um, Raw Underground, but we're not supposed to remember that we saw him in Raw Underground, enters the ring um, and interferes and gives Apollo Crews the um, victory. And Apollo Crews is now the Intercontinental Champion on the seventh time of trying. Um, Luke, happy with the outcome of this? Happy with the interference? Did this tell the story you were hoping it would? No, I wasn't happy with the outcome because you two predicted it and I never. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. But, yeah, just as, exactly what you've just been saying. I thought it was just really poorly done. And the fact that he, that Babatunde, as I want to call him, not Colonel Aziz, who has never been on wrestling TV before and just appeared from, you know, heading the Prince's Guard or whatever he said. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a poor ending. I just didn't, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. I'm really disappointed by this. Joe, you loved the Nigerian drum fight, right? It was, cr- it was crap, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> the, the premise of the Nigerian drum fight is that you beat your opponent with punches and kicks so loudly that it sounds like, like drums. That's it. It's, so it's, it's a street fight then. 
it mate, it was it was it was like it was fine as a fight. It was just all like, it was just awful as a. It's, it's not for me. It's just not for me. I mean, I'm not going to say anything else because I'm just I'm just waiting for the uh, I'm just waiting for the match between Sheamus and Riddle where they have Nigerian drums uh, drum fight. <laughs> It's where you've got the. Do they do the stipulation wheel? Who does the stipulation yes. wheel? Is that NXT or? Yeah, Nigerian drum fight. Nigerian Irish, Irish heart fight. Yeah, Irish heart fight. Absolutely. Shotzi Blackheart versus Ember Moon in Nigerian drum fight. <laughs> so you. It, it mean? Almost there is, like doesn't you, mean anything. Just means that random massive dude will turn up like right then in the match and just screw someone over. That random. And also, by the way, Babatunde is Polish. Um. Whoa, 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 whoa! You're like I only recently, and I say recently, I mean the last ten years, found out that Yokozuna wasn't Japanese; he was actually Samoan. <laughs> so don't you start talking to me about the fact that they're having nationalities players different nationalities? Okay, there was, there is that they've got previous for that. <laughs> Just so you know, don't you know, but Omos, by the way, was born in Nigeria, so um, that's interesting. Are you serious? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it. Yeah, it writes itself, doesn't it? That's that's. Can, that's can I just tell, can I tell Luke that when me and Ben went to watch Raw, was it Ben rather than SmackDown? It's Raw. We did see Raw, absolutely. And the main event was Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. What was that? Okay, anyway, this, Reigns versus Samoa Joe. I think was it the match that was in was in there. It wasn't the main event, but yeah. The point, yeah, the point of the story was. Um, so Roman Reigns is a Samoan called Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, which which which, which, um, which made uh, Ben's wife chuckle on the way. So Samoa certainly... Joe versus a Samoan called Joe. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right then, we then moved on to the second main event for tonight for the for the second uh, for the second night, which was. Rhea Ripley versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Women's Championship, and Rhea Ripley defeats Asuka in what which was a fairly standard match. Nothing to kind of write home about. It did the job. It showed two very 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 competent women's wrestlers in a you know fairly mediocre women's um, roster to be honest with you. But Rhea Ripley defeats Asuka and lifts the championship. Um, was this the right call, Joe, giving it to Rhea Ripley on on essentially her first major match in uh, in Raw or SmackDown in the in the main roster? Yes and no. Uh, yes, I think it probably is longer term to do this. No, I think it really harsh on Oscar. Fair enough. I mean, where do you see? I mean, do you see things going well for Oscar from now? Um, the thing is, she is just brilliant. As a wrestler, as a like character, like you can't really, you can't really. You, I, I think it'd be difficult to say very negative things about Oscar. To be honest, I think she she just does a job. She's probably a seven or eight out of ten in almost every match she has. Um, she can fight against anyone. She's a legit threat to anyone unless they book her terribly. Um, but then when it gets to WrestleMania, they go. Oh, sorry, she, she's Japanese, is she? Oh, okay, well, ignore what we've said the whole year. We're going to put it on someone else. And, that, and they seem to do that every year, and it's just... Yeah. It, 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 I, feel, I feel sorry for her. I feel like if she could... If she was... Um, 
if she was from the United States, I think she'd be much bigger than she is, to be honest. If she could speak English more fluently, she yeah, be much yeah, that's, she yeah, I think yeah, that's the key. Yeah, she can't, she can't hold a promo, and and that's she's she's a better character than she ever has been, but she can't hold a promo, and 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 that's I think holding her back in WWE. Um, I think my favourite promo of hers is the one we get with Matt Riddle the other day. I really enjoyed that, where she where he forgot his line and she just went. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a very visual gag for the audience. To be honest with you, the silence did all the work as well, to be honest with you, as, as well as the visual gag. Um, Luke, Rhea Ripley defeating Asuka. I mean, we all we all called it. We all knew that was the way it was going. What did you think of the match? What did you think of the result? So I thought the match... So I, I love both of these wrestlers, as I think we all do. Um, so I was quite disappointed by the match because, like I say, it was a standard match, which you could probably see on any show. There was nothing special about it. And especially when you saw what Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks did the night before, it just re- it was just quite disappointing. And I feel, I feel like really Ripley, like I do about Keith Lee, like I really properly loved her in NXT. I just felt like booking her right. I just feel, I know, I know she won the belt now, but I'm just not loving her. I don't know what, I don't know what it is about it. But I just don't like her character at the moment. Um, I, just can't, I just can't get on board with it. She can beat you up, mate. <laughs> well, she can definitely beat me up. <laughs> I know what you. I know what you mean because it's it. It doesn't feel like she's a. Doesn't she? Doesn't feel big enough. She doesn't feel a massive enough threat. They've not done enough to build her as someone that can actually justify that belt and that win. What will be important is if she beats Charlotte Flair, because that's where this is going next, isn't it? It's going. It's going. Ripley versus it might even be going Ripley versus Charlotte versus Askin. There's only so many triple threats they can have, but that seems to be the muddled match or the muddled story they're telling next, potentially for backlash. Charlotte is facing Rhea Ripley, I would say. Definitely. It's whether Ask is going to be in there too. Rhea Ripley needs to beat Charlotte. Because if she loses that belt to Charlotte, what's the point? She's done. Because you can't build her up that high and then have her lose the belt straight away in that kind of fashion to to someone like Charlotte, who just doesn't need a push, who doesn't need any of that stuff. So it's a tricky one, really, but it's be interesting to see where it goes from here. Hi, Dave here from That Movie List Podcast. All of us on the Views from the Sofa Network had a production meeting recently, and boy, do I have some great news for you, listener. We're pretty confident that we found a new niche podcast concept. Okay, here's the pitch. It's called The Team Sheet. On this, a group of white guys in their 30s working in non-sport-related jobs make dream teams of predominantly Premier League footballers based on a different theme each episode. But wait, there's more. Each episode also features a different selection of your favourite presenters from across the network, and also me. So why not become an early fan of this revolutionary new concept and listen to The Team Sheet Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Can I, can I, just, ask a, can I just make a quick comment on the NXT? moment that we had on Wednesday with the Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair and Raquel Gonzalez. Yes. See, I've heard I've heard really positive things about that and I agree that is a nice moment, but I think it's more of a nod to the future rather than the quality of the wrestlers themselves, because I think if you didn't change any of the belts, you've got Asuka, Io Shirai and Sasha Banks. Yeah. And actually, if you think about it like that, I think the three that had the belts before are probably far better than the three that have now got the belts. My my, my personal view. No, I, I just, go with that. I just I, I've heard quite a bit of talks about that moment and how 
amazing it is. And I'm sure you've done over people a little bit there. Do you think it's WWE acknowledging what everyone keeps saying that they're not bringing through the NXT wrestlers as they should? And so they've just kind of gone a bit too far and just given them all the belts. <laughs> well, I think there's something else they kept doing on this week's NXT, which I hadn't noticed them do before, which they kept saying the best women's division in wrestling, the best women's division in the world. And I think that's something else. Obviously, you bring those three women in, you have them holding the belts high above their heads as these guys were NXT really recently. You know, within the last 12 months, all three of these have been competing in NXT or, you know, maybe a bit more for Bianca Belair. That's a big advert for we've got the best women's division in wrestling in, in, in the world. So I don't know if that was part of the reason, too, is to keep promoting the fact that you want to see good women's wrestling, NXT on a Tuesday night is now the place to see it. So you also hear the nonstop reference to the most watched takeover as well. Or is that just yeah. No, no, no. We, they, they, they did keep banging on about that, which, which again surprised me, to be honest with you. But I don't know whether they're counting the free takeover on the on the Wednesday because the Wednesday night one was free. So of course it's going to be the most watched because you don't need a network subscription to watch it. So I don't know whether it's WWE messing with the numbers a bit. Also the only takeover on two nights, presumably. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So you well, mean add those two together, but yeah, you should, I, actually there might've been other ones that were two nights. I think maybe over like two Wednesdays, maybe. Yes. Sure. I think there has been, I think there has been, but, but I know what you mean. It doesn't, it, it's not. Yeah. It, it, you want to know you, you want to know the stats don't you you want to know what they're basing that on for a, for a big claim but well i can make i can make a big claim this might be the longest podcast <laughs> uh we with wrestlemania one was longer we're getting there it's the main event now so edge versus roman reigns versus daniel bryan for the main event of wrestlemania night two big huge competitive match loads of shenanigans massive um battle between the three of them didn't have a clue where this was going there were moments when all three were on top when all three were going for different points and then i think as a big shock to most of us um roman reigns came out with the win having um pinned both edge and daniel bryan together and he comes out victorious on night two and retains the wwe championship um joe we both said that there was no way Roman Reigns was coming out with the belt from night two. Does that mean you're disappointed he still got it? Do you know, I was almost certain that I was, I was, I was near enough certain that Edge was going to win this. Like if I had to have a bet, if I had to have a bet on like someone that wasn't like, you know, you know, Braun Strowman is always going to be a shame at man, for example. But like, if, you know, on a, con- on a, on a questionable one, I would have a hundred percent backed Edge to win this. Um, so I am, so I'm surprised. But I think the way they did it, I'm not disappointed. I think makes Roman Reigns look really, really strong. Um, so, 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 so I actually really, really enjoyed that and quite liked it. Um, the only thing, and I, you know, I, we're not probably not going to talk too much about SmackDown, but the only thing is about who does Roman Reigns face next, or you know. Who does Roman Reigns face at SummerSlam? I think is where is the question about where 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 they're going with this now. Yeah, and, and, and on the back of that, I think that's the point because his promo in SmackDown was all about there's no one here that can compete with me anymore. No one wants to fight me, and obviously Cesaro came out, but that's the point. I think they're going to bring someone in, aren't they? Who can beat him? Perhaps. I think I think you are. 
I think you're right. I think it has to be. I think I think we just clicking our heels until um, Brock Lesnar comes. To be honest, are, are you? I'll go for this for Luke. Are you happy that Cesaro and Seth Rollins? Because I think this could be again. I'm just booking triple threats all the way here, but it seems to be the the, the, the theme from WrestleMania to WrestleMania Backlash. Um, it looks like a kind of muddy Seth Rollins, Cesaro, Roman Reigns kind of story that they pitched up for SmackDown. Are you happy for that to be where this is going afterwards? Is that seem a big enough match for Backlash and for Roman Reigns? Is that where Cesaro should be next? Yeah, I mean, from a wrestling point of view, this is a, a decent match. Um, be interesting to see how they book it over the next couple of weeks, but. I think it's a decent match, one I'll be interested in watching. There's no way Roman Reigns is losing, though, is there? No. Oh, no, no 100%. Like, I think like you both said before, in the, in the, in the, in the predictions for WrestleMania, if, if Roman Reigns wasn't losing this belt at WrestleMania, he's, he could potentially keep it for a long time. So this is the only opportunity. So, yeah, I, I can't, unless it's a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series, or you know, he's not losing the belt, is he? No, I think you're, abs- I think you're absolutely right there. Um, Daniel Bryan and Edge weren't on SmackDown the next night. Joe, anything to read into that? Do we think they're going away for a long time? Do we think this is them having the nice pre-post-WrestleMania holiday? Are they the big contender that comes back for SummerSlam? Uh, I hope not. I hope not. I think I think it's probably done. I think what would be quite nice is to have a match between the two of them, to be honest. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you both nodded your head then. That, that makes me feel validated in that opinion. Um, but yeah, I think that that's probably that's probably where I would I would go. I think you, they, those between them could have a really good um, good match. And like you know, hey, heaven forbid we treat this a bit more like a sport and say you know whoever wins out of that could have a you know could then challenge for the title and the other one could go to the back of the line. You know, imagine 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 that situation. You know, um, quite I'd quite like that. I'd quite I'd have that all day long. You know. Have the back, have the you can even do that at the um, WrestleMania backlash, you know. Edge versus Daniel Bryan, the winner gets to fight him at Money in the Bank, and the loser gets to go back. Gets, to just gets nothing. Just gets nothing. Yeah. Just goes in the middle of the card and, and fights their way back up again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Call your wife. Put the oven on. Your Hall of Fame. <laughs> Both of you. It's fair. I did, I, I, I did like. Um, I really did like Heyman's promo at the start of SmackDown. Was like, yeah, I, I just thought he, he knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Yeah, that that man's just gold. Um, so that ended WrestleMania, and we've got something set up for the future. What we haven't talked about is who won, who won our championship. So, in last place, after however many rounds it was, after 12 rounds, we had Luke with 46 points. Yeah. Out of what? Oh, I didn't work that out. That's a fair point. I probably should have worked that out. I didn't work that out. It's 46 points. Um, after that was me and Tom in joint fourth place with 48 points. I actually managed to score 10 points on the WrestleMania night. I did. I did. I, I, I tried to claw enough back. Then in third place with 54, we've got Joe. Joe didn't quite manage to defend it, which means it's between the Movie List podcast's Dave and my good lady wife, Kaz, for who won the Season 2 Championship. Just say it was Kaz. Just say it was Kaz. 
Well, I, I, I spoke, I spoke to the winner, previous before this podcast for their acceptance speech, and I'm going to play you there. I'm going to play you there. (laughs) Yeah, not my wife then. Thanks for that. And I'm going to play there. I'm going to play their speech very quickly now. So I'm joined by the eventual season two winner of the Wrestling Predict Cast League. Dave, how do you feel about your victory? Hey there, losers. Uh, yeah, pretty good, thank you. Um, I'm absolutely delighted to be uh, to be holding this belt. Um, I think I think it's been a long time coming. Uh, I'm, I'm fed up of being um, uh, heel, and I'm delighted that a face has finally won um, won this title, um, taking it, ripping it from the clutches of of Joe. You, I mean, I think you're you're definitely. You're definitely a, a, a face in the way that Roman Reigns was a face and just got booed and hated by the crowd the whole time he was a face. So I think you've got some. There's something there. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I think that's probably fair. I'm, I'm a face for podcasts. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have a face for podcasts. I love that. <laughs> that's great. So, are you a man who's going to retire at the top? Is that it? You're one, one and done, or are we going to see you back for season three of the Wrestling Predict Cast? Um, I think it depends. It depends on the lucrative prize at the end. Um, I'm I'm quite happy to retire at the end of this season, um, safe in the knowledge that I'm the greatest champion that has and ever will be. Um, but if the prize at the end of, of the next season is is of interest, then you never know. I might join, and I may even join under a pseudonym. Oh, you know what? I quite like that. I quite, yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot yeah. of time for that. I mean, so I've been joining I've been go. joining this one as Tom for the last six months or so (laughs) well he dropped it right at the end so yes there's something in that um and do you believe that you know as other people have believed that you need to have wild cards for the next season um i'm more than happy to take the wild cards I, i don't need i don't need any any um any advantage really i'll just just take take you all on 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 any any sort of uh battle um, in a cage, backstage, um, yeah, hell in a cell. Just to clarify then, as the final point, how long have you been watching wrestling? About nine years now. I started to get into it when, um, so when John Cena was starting to come to the fore. I really like him. Um, with the movie podcast, obviously, the uh, seeing him coming through in movies has been fascinating as well. I mean, yeah, the the whole the whole last ten years has been just a an excellent period in wrestling, in my opinion. And to some extent, beats the sort of um, Raw and SmackDown um, eras um, from the late nineties. Just to clarify again, how long have you been watching wrestling? Uh, I don't watch wrestling. I think it's no, crap. You don't, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Dave, and we will maybe see you for season three. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye, losers. So there you have it, fellas. That movie list podcast, Dave, won the championship. Um, how do we feel about that? Devastated. Wildcard screwed us over. Wildcard screwed us over. Next year, we talked about it then. Next year, he's having wildcards. He's having them. We're giving them to him then. And, and, and that, that's it. Simple as that. Um, we will be starting this all again in um, five, four weeks' time for round one of season three, WrestleMania Backlash, and you can get involved from the very, very beginning. All you have to do is search for the Wrestling Predict Cast on Facebook, 
for all the details of how you sign up. There will be a Facebook group available for you to take, get in touch. There'll be a chance for you to um, get updates through your social media and your email to make sure you never miss a round and you can compete and hopefully take down that movie list podcast dave because there is no way we want him winning two years in a row so it all begins again in just four weeks time with wrestlemania backlash and that means in about three weeks time we'll be here to predict wrestlemania backlash and start all this over again so depending on how jaded they both are from this year's wrestling and this year's podcast hopefully we will be seeing Luke and Joe again when we all start from zero and we've all got exactly the same chance at least for one round thank you very much for joining me for a marathon podcast fellas um, and we will uh, see you for Wrestlemania Backlash cheers yeah. mate